The date is the 14th of August 2012. The time is 49 minutes past eight. My name is Geraint Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to our Errand of Mercy. Uh, now, Simon, we didn't have a show last week um, because you were at an anime convention. Yes, you, this you, is true. You were at an anime convention. How, how, yeah. How's that working out for you there? How's pretty the, good, pretty good. It, it really pretty good, the anime I get the feeling that you might be implying something by the way that you're asking me. Um, there, well, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's I, I, I wouldn't judge another man's going to an anime convention. I'd like to correct you, though. The reason we didn't do a show last week was, in fact, because I was feverishly trying to make samurai swords for said anime convention. Oh, so, so you weren't even there. You were just, it was just preparation for preparation. the anime convention. I'd like it's, to... I like to do a full week of of pre prep for an anime convention. I meditate upon the um, the morals and the points put across in a number of popular animes. Yeah. Study the um, the views and um, religious beliefs of Bushido. Yeah. And um, play some delicate Japanese music and uh, murmur some softly that, to myself. Some of that one string guitar sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do some deep chants and yeah. consider anime. Yes, but it's it's not really like that. But it is kind of like that. Kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> my pre-preparation for an anime convention isn't that religious, but it but there is a certain level of pre-prep you have to do because that shit is hardcore, man. I can't really begin to explain you've never been to an anime convention i i i have never been to an anime convention i have no intention of ever being in a position where i'm going to an anime convention um so both both for my benefit and the benefit of our listeners um can you just explain the processes you go through there i think what i would like to do before we do that is i'd like to point out that me and g met at an anime society you were for a year the chairman of the anime society and it was the third biggest non-religious society at manchester university when we were there that that is true i I was the chairman of an anime society which did sign up 750 members while i was in charge and even you say (laughs) i would not go to an anime convention i I would not go to an anime convention go to a star trek convention yep go to a comic convention yep I would not go to an anime convention. <laughs> so what what happens at an anime convention? I, th- I believe that it's probably best that I decloud that for our listeners. A number of a number of things happen at an anime convention. It's a lot of drinking. Yeah. Most of the anime conventions that I go to uh, are eighteen plus, so there's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of of people wearing costumes. Yeah, lots of yeah. I mean that that's one of my main objections. The whole situation is people in costumes. Like you have an issue with people in costumes. Yeah, I mean you know this. I, I mean I, I I generally I mean I don't even go to fancy dress parties in fancy dress most of the time. There's also so a lot a lot of anime conventions run um, panels and seminars which are done by the fans for the fans. So you stuff like your MCM expos, your Comic Con, that kind of thing are ran largely by corporations to show yeah. off stuff they're making, which is fair enough. But fair enough, yeah. Um, the but the kind of anime conventions I go to, I try to I aim for one a year. I don't really often do <laughs> more than that. 
you're, you're not doing the entire circuit. Are no. There are there people who do that? Yes, there are. See, this um, is honestly like something I know very little about. Yeah. So the problem is I don't exist 100% in that world anymore. I think it would be fair to say that I did when I was at university. Like, we were both kind of very deep into anime and that that kind of yeah. area of society, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, as, as you mentioned, I was the chairman of the society yeah. dedicated to it. Now we're talking, what, four years down the line since yeah. that whole thing happened. I'm not... So I'm not completely in that world anymore because I've, I, I think it comes with growing up. Yeah. And I think that there's a there's a an element of that also i don't have as much time anymore to watch as much anime as i do i've got other stuff on anyway there are people that live totally in that world yeah those people are strange strange, strange people. odd people so people who basically spend their entire lives on the internet watching cartoons and arguing about cartoons on the internet and mostly. and yeah Essentially, it would appear that a lot of the social interaction that they that they subscribe to occurs at these conven- conventions. Yeah, um, but one of See, the this, cool... this is kind of what puts me off. <laughs> yeah, but there there are people like us there as well. There's, a, I think that's one of the things I quite like about conventions is you get this really bizarre mix of the the shockingly amazing and the laughably terrible. For example, yeah. there was there was one guy there who who made a space marine outfit like yeah space on. marines from the warhammer yes. yeah yeah but but this is like a freaking massive suit of armor that makes him eight foot tall that's pretty cool that's quite impressive yeah yeah and yeah, he was that's, that's he was pretty a, impressive he was a reasonably normal guy i mean how did he how did he build that he made it out of fiberglass and I think he's got some army history, so it's possible he was in the engineers or something. So right, so he 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 seemed like he was. I mean, an actual army or like um, Mike from Space Army? No, 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 actual actual army, as in like I'm I'm I've been on a number of tours. I'm now on some downtime for a couple of months, and what I want to do is I want to build a suit of Space Marine armor. Yeah, different an, strokes with different folks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but but so he's an interesting person doing doing an interesting thing, and I, even though like maybe you might not be into costumes and Warhammer forty thousand, you can understand that the spectacle of it and the workmanship is yeah. something that anybody can respect. I mean, did did it look good? Did it look like a professional job? Would you yeah, say? yeah. It looked like like seriously, it looked like he could charge into battle in it because it's <laughs> it's all made of fiberglass. It's yeah. crazy. It That's it looked crazy. huge, and he looked huge in it, and that was very cool. Um, yeah, I think I think the inner nerd in me can definitely appreciate the sort of level. Yeah, of that and I think that there's to to anybody to any man, I think that the inner ten year old goes, yeah. "That's fucking amazing." <laughs> You've made a giant toy. Yeah, is that exactly? And anybody can respect that. Yeah. And then there's there's other things. There's, there's other a- things and other people. Well, I've got a number of examples which which I think I need to kind of go through step by step. The main cool thing that I really enjoy about conventions is they're made by the fans for the fans, so there's a real sense of community. I ran an event this year for the first time. Oh, you so what you what did you run? Did I you... ran a seminar on cosplay prop making for beginners. So cosplay is like the name given to dressing up as characters. 
And I, yeah, it, it's 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 used to make fancy dress more legitimate. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. We can't call it fancy dress because that's not serious business enough. So we call it cosplay. <laughs> so I I did a hour long presentation and seminar on on how to plan and make cosplay props if you've never done it before. No, you see, my my issue with I mean, I think it's just the word cosplay. It's a bit silly, there's, isn't it? There's nothing sexual about this, is there? N- no. No, no, there's not. No, because like you get, you get. I think the word "play" in it. You reckon? I think a lot of people assume that's kind of a sexual thing. Going well, on I there. think the word "play" is derived from the fact that you're you're simultaneously wearing a costume and playing a part. Yeah. Whereas I think most of people might consider it something like nipple play. Yeah. Or something, you know. <laughs> See, I did a presentation that was fun. I had about 150 turn up to it. So So, a lot of people and it was quite daunting and fun and it seemed like I I, um, enriched a couple of people's experiences. If you want to see what the presentation was and the points I went through, I'm putting an expanded version of it on my blog. Uh, Well, Fair enough. So, yeah, if we want to know how to, I mean, do you have a speciality in your... This year I researched and refined a way to make cheap and convention safe but strong katanas out of plastic so if you want to make if you want to make a 60 centimeter long curved japanese sword the the plans and the way to do that will be up on my blog nice so i mean i i think that was that was nice i think that was a nice way to to start the show i think it was educational i learned something i think the listeners learned something now the question i do want to ask did you see any hilarious freaks at the convention? Oh, my goodness me, gee. My <laughs> God. The hilarious freaks. So it would appear that this year the hilarious freakage has exploded. Um, the, the, the level of hilarious freakage this year was yeah. off the charts. You always get a few because it's an anime convention. The majority of people are kind of often slightly shy maybe misanthropic but deep down inside they're they're warm loving friendly people but just normal people looking to have a bit of fun yeah because this is like this is a weekend where where everybody's got something in common and you've everybody's got something to talk about everybody's having fun everybody wants to chat with each other it's kind of like freshers week yeah there there are people who who are a bit shy and a bit sort of you know but they're they're with people who sort of think have the same interests so there's a common bond there yeah um but i'm also assuming they're people who just don't understand the laws of society oh yeah 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 hilarious freaks okay so so you're gonna you're gonna hate this because we've discussed this before and you threatened to disown me as a person. Right, okay. Bronies. Oh god, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a yeah. full on freaking invasion of them going on now. <laughs> and I'm not talking about kind of like girls wearing like my little pony outfits and you're like you're in your mid twenties, that's a bit weird, but I, I kind of understand because you know, we're an anime convention, so where yeah. else? Exactly. Um, we're talking full-on terrifying, like, guys who look like they have women tied up in their basements wearing the, T-shirts with Rainbow Dash on them. So fucking odd. Like, yeah. the entire... Nothing about it I understand. I no, can't... I mean, see, the thing is, like, me and my girlfriend both watch the show. We're, we're fans of the new series yeah, of I mean, Pony. 
I mean, I get, I kind of get watching the show. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't, but I kind of find, you know, whatever you, you find yeah. it funny and you like the what the artwork. That's cool. Yeah, I I don't understand people who base their entire life about the fact that they're kind of interested in the cartoon about yeah. ponies. Yeah, seriously, it makes no sense. And it got to the point where me and uh, me and my girlfriend were just like, we're, we're done. We're done with this. We are completely done with seeing terrifying men wearing t-shirts with ponies on them. Because these guys were like big motherfuckers. They look like they could damage you psychologically and physically. Yeah. Like, so what, big fat guys, mostly. Well, not just that, just like kind of like maybe like weedy little guys as well who look like they might be horrific sexual deviants. Just just a whole, a whole menagerie of weird dudes. In fact, you see, this is I couldn't cope with that. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, like what I would do. I would like I would basically drink a bit and then just tell them all to go fuck themselves. Yeah, basically. yeah you'd get into a fight. You get into a fight with the bronies. <laughs> the problem is, I'm worried that they might have a bit of a like a like a we are legion thing going on. So if you did get like an attack on one, is an oh, attack on all, all of us. like gang up. And... You would get, and then you'd just be in a situation where you get fucked up by a gang of guys dressed as ponies. And nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. Nobody right. needs that in their lives. Um, so, another, another odd sect of people who seem to have emerged in recent years at anime conventions. It would appear that there's been an explosion of incredibly unconvincing cross dressers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, I mean, is this mostly men dressing as women? Or? Yeah, of course. Because, right, yeah. Yeah, because cause, yeah. Cause women can generally pull it off better. Yeah, and also, like, you wouldn't really mind that much. Like, oh, uh, yeah. like, you don't really like a dude, but whatever. But with guys, it's it's crazy. It's, you look like you bury women under your patio. Straight steal up. steal their clothes. Yeah. Full on Buffalo Bill terrifying <laughs> fucking men. That's really due to the fact that I was kind of involved in anime society, I've been in situations where there have been yeah. men dressed as women. It's it's something that oddly enough comes to the territory. I don't know yeah. any reason why it has to, but it does, you know. Um I don't I have no problem with, with guys cross dressing. Whatever. Yeah, I mean like, no, I I'm I'm the same yeah, I mean Fine. All right. We, I, I believe that we, we we have a mutual friend who we haven't really seen much from university. Was a guy and is and is now a girl. And well, yeah, no, I I mean, I, I, yeah, I know I've known a few people who are sort of transgendered and yeah. sort of people who dress up as women and yeah. like and people who you know that that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but, but the, these guys are. They're, they're doing it for kind of comedy. I've met a couple of guys who are doing it for, for comedy value, and I'm kind of all right with that. Car, you're dressed as a girl. Yeah, like I lost a bet. Or, yeah, I mean, or... I mean I'm mean, i Welsh and have, and have also been involved with rugby teams, so yeah. I, I understand the phenomenon of men dressing up as women because it's a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but these are guys who are fully committed to to acting and pretending to be like a weird kind of waifish Japanese girl but they're huge terrifying men to the point where these guys are like ugly motherfuckers or, <laughs> or they have such angular manly faces like no amount of makeup which sometimes they don't even bother wearing will cover it up crazy massive hairy legs yeah um... and you haven't even learned to walk in your high heels and yeah it's 
What's the, going on? What is going on? I, What's I mean, going on with your look? What's? <laughs> it's not a good look. You're like a you're like a six foot four guy with massive hands wearing a wearing a Lolita style dress, which is two sizes too small for you. You're like a character from a fucking serial killer movie. I mean, I mean, what what's going on there? Because like you say, I mean, kind of like most of those guys, I would kind of automatically assume it was like a comedy thing. No, like, no, 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 but no, no, no you no, no. you think it's kind of like what? I mean, a sexual thing, or I think it's like a. I don't know what it is. Usually they're alone. You rarely see them with anybody else because everybody else is like, this is fucked up and weird. Um, mm. They they rarely travel together either, so it's not like it's. Like I don't know, like a like a gay couple who've decided to do it. I don't know what's going on, man. But it's but it's weird, and it got to the point where there were so many of them that me and my girlfriend on one of the days of the convention were just seeing people from behind and praying they turn round and they didn't look like fucking Tom Selleck. Like it's crazy. I think Tom Selleck could pull a dress. What, no, what with the full-on moustache? On top of that, classic people who have been living in anime people world for so long, they've become so self-deluded that they think they're actual celebrities. Anime celebrities. Uh, yeah, no, but not even that. Like people who will actively engage you in a conversation just so they can tell you about how great they are. What, great at dressing up like a woman? Or whatever. A classic example. Here's one of the things that, that I do at anime conventions. There's this thing called the masquerade, which is essentially a thing you can enter to do a catwalk in a costume that you've made, which sounds pretty fucking gay. And that's it does, because, yeah. That's um, because it kind of is. Yeah, But whatever. Right. <laughs> like, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. So I'm queuing up to do this thing because I do it every year because mm-hmm. it's a good laugh. So it's basically um, like a costume competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are judges present, but they're like the judges are there to judge an actual world class costume competition. Right. So this is like the amateurs. Uh yeah. It's so, like the pro and level and you're you're doing the amateur. We're performing at semi professional level and the judges are there and they tend to pick a couple of the people from the masquerade to give various prizes to if they were particularly impressed. So I'm queuing to do this stupid gay masquerade thing Mm. there's a guy a couple of places ahead of me who so we're all waiting around and you're in a vague order so they know what order to announce you in but you kind of as long as you're in the right place when they start it you can kind of chill and chat to other people um in kind of a backstage area which is kind of fun so it's like being like a pseudo celebrity for an evening which is fun as long as you remember that you're not actually a celebrity it's an yeah. important thing to, 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 to remember. So you're, you're, guy, not, you're not actually famous. You're just some guy in a dress at a yeah, party. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's fine. As long as you remember that, nothing wrong with it. Perfectly healthy. <laughs> so this guy comes up to me and my costume that I made is essentially a guy who carries a big bag of swords around with him and he fights people with shitloads of swords. Sounds like anime. Yeah. Pretty anime, pretty standard. So I've made this box full of swords, and he comes up to me, and he's like, nice swords. I'm like, thanks. But this is literally the simplified version of the conversation we have. He goes, nice swords. I go, thanks. He goes, you know, I'm a prop maker. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, and you're like, what, professionally? Or? And I'm like, yeah, what, so you do it for a living? He's like, yeah, that's one of mine over there. And I'm like, Cool. And and then he goes, um, and then he goes. Have you tried doing it professionally? 
And I'm like, no, he's like, you probably shouldn't. It's pretty hard. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Like, you having this is a really what? crazy conversation. That is, we're having. like, is he trying to like psych you out? I think he is. Costume like, contest. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a, what, like, what the fuck, man? This isn't <laughs> Mad Men. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like fucking pumping iron. Or exactly. Stuff. Like, oh, oh, man. How many, how many reps are you doing? How oh, many that... shitty plastic swords have you made? Like, <laughs> Jesus, man. what is your fucking and it gets better though so yeah Yeah. so he says that and i'm like all right cool this is a this is a weird conversation to be having i'm having like this is like me i'm thinking this i'm like yeah well i just do it kind of for half a year for a bit of fun and i I make a couple of commissions and whatever and and i shut the conversation down he goes away yeah so while we're queuing up, there's a member of the committee. So these are staff, kind of volunteer staff who who run the actual events. Is yeah. coming down. He's checking people's names off the list to make sure that that everybody's there, so they don't announce anybody incorrectly. So he gets to my name, Magnus Rose. That's my badge name, representing the Errand of Mercy podcast. Nice, I was actually you. announced as the Errand of Mercy podcast. So you know that our podcast is now forever connected to a gay costume catwalk. Awesome. That's awesome. all I've ever wanted. Exactly. So he gets to me and he notices my badge name. He's like, oh, you ran the um, the prop making 101 panel earlier on, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. He goes, he's like, how'd it go? He's like, I heard it was really good because one of the committee members was just there. And he said, you did you did really well. And I was like, it's my, it was my first event. I was pretty nervous, but I think I got a few interesting points across. And he was like, oh, good. He's like, we'll keep up the good work. And then Mr. I make stuff for a living up the line has seen this interchange and it's been like oh always oh, running an event i'm not running an event like i can see i can see <laughs> the like kind of combination of thoughts in his mind so the way he decides to deal with that is he comes and stands next to me and talks very loudly about how he makes props professionally no, fuck off no, really so like i don't that i just is, don't get it that, oh. This is why I don't go to these things. It's like, but don't get me wrong. The majority yeah. of interactions I had over this weekend were great. Loads of fun. But they're just some really weird, like, why is this, why has this conversation happened? Like, why are yeah, you, I'm, why are you like you are? Why, like, who are you, crazy people man? People like that and also the fact that I haven't watched anime for the last three years or why yeah. I don't go to anime. Well, yeah, I watch a bit of anime on and off. I don't really watch huge amounts anymore, but it's still a good laugh. Another amazing interchange that that I saw occur. Mm. This didn't actually, didn't actually happen to me. Uh, this was a this was a different event. So the masquerade all happened. That was all fun. The day before that, that was when that was when something almost really kicked off. Essentially, we have a we have a new contender for wackiest dating game in the world. Well, I don't know. This. I mean, the the guy I had a few weeks ago that was pretty whack. Yeah, he was he was pretty whack. He's not as whack as this guy because he wasn't drunk at an anime convention trying to chat my girlfriend up. Yeah, okay, right, okay. There's definitely more of a personal element going on here than my one, but you know, carry Yeah, but, on. but but also but also you're you're chatting girls up at an anime convention while you're pissed. You're already you're yeah, already Yeah, I mean, you've you're already on mean, shaky ground here, man. Yeah, your game's already not on top form. Yeah. So I wasn't actually present for most of what happened during this guy's amazingly bad game, but I have, I have formed a transcript of events from you, my you girlfriend. You have a full and accurate account yeah. of 
who was on the receiving end of said terrible and whack game. So okay. so I'm sat talking to some of our old uni mates, a couple of the old guard were there, which was nice, and she was stood behind me watching something because they like, beamed stuff that's going on in the main room to the bar that we were in, which yeah. is a bit quiet, a bit, bit fun to chill out in. She was watching the screens there, kind of leaning on the back of my chair. So I was talking to somebody, you know, just normal stuff that happens in bars with friends. Yeah. And... I'm talking, and then I notice that she's shifted off the back of my chair, and she's start and she's moved somewhere. So I look around to see her, and she's moved very far back. I'd say probably two and a half meters back from where she was standing. So, so to the right of where I am, and there's a guy right up in her face, (laughs) like I would say an inch and a half away from her face. Right. Okay. Yeah. Saying stuff to her. And all I can hear, I can't really hear what he's saying because he's facing away from me and he's so close to her. All I can hear her saying is, no, thank you. No, no, that's fine. No, thank you. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. And her fists are getting gradually tighter to the point where, like, her knuckles are turning white and I can see her nails are starting to dig into her fists. Right. And I'm like, At this point, you're you're thinking... Should I possibly be getting involved here? Yeah, I'm like, I think maybe I should get involved. Yeah. And I look up at her and I catch her eye. And I'm like, do you want me to come over? And she's like, no, I'm fine. She shakes her head. So yeah. I'm like, okay, so she's probably got this. It seems like it's gotten a bit weird, but she's probably got this. Yeah. And then two minutes later, she changed her mind and decided I should step in. <laughs> so so I walked up to him and I put my hands on his shoulders and I pushed him back to where that conversation must have started, about two and a half yeah. meters back. And I said... Look, mate, you started the conversation here and she's backed three metres away. So how about you read the room and go and get a drink? Yeah. Nice, and he I did. like it. I didn't, you didn't want, want to, to throw him. down. No, I didn't want to throw down because I didn't want to get in trouble. Didn't really seem like necessary. I yeah. mean, guys get drunk and they yeah, say I mean, stupid I mean, shit. I getting thrown out of an anime convention for starting a bar fight. Also, he, he could have been a brony. Could, it could have been. They you could don't have know. Joined. You don't know what factions you're messing with. It's like f- he could, fucking. He could have like, sent off a brony signal. And we, that, could have, yeah. Been kicked off. <laughs> it could have kicked off. It could have been like some kind of yakuza situation, but with dudes dressed as ponies. I I do kind of. I, I want to see an anime bar fight now. Oh man! Like different gangs like facing like, off like against the bronies. The bronies versus the waifu. <laughs> the Brodies versus the terrifying massive guys dressed as wayfish anime women. <laughs> yeah, I would I, pay money for that. That that might change my opinions on anime conventions forever. Like, somebody that. somebody clicks their fingers and goes, "Get it, boys!" Dressed <laughs> as I'm, girls. I, I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one picturing this as some sort of like West Side Story style yeah. musical gang fight. <laughs> it would be amazing, but. <laughs> Unfortunately, but, that didn't happen. That, that didn't happen, and and in real life, I probably just would would have just got embarrassingly beaten up by dudes <laughs> dressed as ponies, and nobody really wants that. No, no one wants that. But after after hearing the actual account of the events that led up to that, made, it made me want to change my mind. Yeah, here's his cold open. So he walks up to up to my girlfriend, and he says, "You look like you look after guys because you're here." And you don't look like a freak. Maybe you need somebody to look after you. I, I mean, I like how you, you've you already started reading this in the same voice you do the shit music for terrible people. And it's yeah. kind of indecipherable at the moment. Yeah. 
<laughs> from like I don't know a, jo- yeah. a Bieber song really. Oh uh, girl. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, girl. You look like you need looking after. So already off the bat, we've got intrinsic, yeah. ingrained misogyny. Yeah, w- misogyny. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So you're starting. You're you're opening up with misogyny. That's not a. It's not a great starter. Oh, good luck. No. So she's her response to this is essentially, well, no, I'm. I'm here with my boyfriend. I'm having quite a good time. It's my first convention, so you know, I'm sorry if I'm not dressed as a fucking space angel or something like that. <laughs> and this shocks him because apparently the first line never fails. So he's now kind of taken aback. Yeah. Uh, his his next suggestion. He's like, shit. I've got I've got to work my game here. This yeah. is. A... I'm gonna have to pull out the trump card. Would you like to hear what the trump card is? Yeah, go on. Hey, you're kind of prudish. Like a Victorian woman. Are you into steampunk? Have you ever worn a Victorian dress? Would you like to have sex in a Victorian dress? (laughs) (laughs) The thing I like about that is there's like an amazing kind of segueing progression of broken logic. That's so... Ah, uh, like I mean, I was already laughing by the "Do you like steampunk?" But... Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, so that's that's line number two. So line number one is, "Hey, girl, you like you looking after?" Line number two is, "I'm going to put you in a dress and fuck you." Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, <laughs> wind it back a bit, man. Wind I that like, shit back. I like though because that progression he's turned. You seem like you might be a bit prudish into you want to get fucked in a dress. I'm yeah, give yeah. Because that's all all women want. You see them walking <laughs> around in their dresses. They just want you to fuck them in those dresses. <laughs> oh god, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. really sorry for your girlfriend. Yeah. You don't, don't feel sorry for her yet because we haven't we haven't reached oh, the, the shitty cherry on the oh rancid cake. Right. Okay. So at this point is probably she's still like I can deal with I can handle. Yeah. This. Like like so this guy's just drunk and he's saying shit because he's a dude and he's in a yeah. bar and he's at an anime convention possibly for, for the first time he's filled yeah. with a, a sense of confidence he's never had and he's like I'm gonna walk up to this woman I'm gonna tell her to fuck me. That's stupid, but you know I guess but, we can kind of know, forgive him because he's a drunk stupid. bro. The next line, you will not believe, you won't actually believe, this is the third and final line before I had to enter the conversation to save his life, possibly. Okay, okay. The In, straw that broke the camel's yeah, back, yeah. so to speak. Yep. So he says, so, so she's like, no, I, I don't want to have sex in a... Uh, in, in a, a dress, dress. Uh, in an anime convention. That's that's the point. I believe that's the point where she's like, "No, thank you. No, yeah. no, that's fine. No, thank you. No, yeah. no, no, that's fine." And then he offers to buy her a drink as an apology for being being so rude. Which you know, good step. You're stepping down <laughs> off that. I don't probably, think probably should have used yeah. done that one yeah. earlier on. In I don't think you can step back from the the point you're at now. But you know, yeah. I guess you're walking in the right direction. And then, and then he hits her with this gem. I'm just going to put this out here. If you don't like it, you can send it right back. Okay. I want to be on you. <laughs> Which I believe, you know, 
me, you, and everybody on the internet knows is a direct quote from the movie Anchorman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then he says, room 117, Holly Court. Oh, my God. I'm out. Mic drop. Like... We're done. <laughs> Me, you, anytime. Room 117. Boom! <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. And I got a Victorian dress. I'm going to fuck you in it. Hey, girl. Room 117. Trust me, I'm a big shot in the anime prop making community. <laughs> hey, girl. You like props? You like Victorian dresses? Room 117. Going to fuck you up. Boom! He follows that line with, look at your hair. Your hair's amazing. My hair's really messy. Come back to my room. Your hair's going to be like this. And then he shakes his hair in her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> like I've, literally, it feels like I've had a stroke it's or something. Such, I can't yeah. comprehend yeah. the words that are happening. I know. Now. I know. The, the worst thing is, it's even worse if you string all of those lines into a continuous sentence, which is, yeah. you look like you look after guys because you're here and you're not dressed like a freak. Maybe you need looking after. You're kind of prudish, like a Victorian. Are you into steampunk? Have you ever worn a Victorian dress? Would you like to have sex in one? Hey, I'm sorry, but I was so rude. Do you want me to buy you a drink? I'm just going to put this out there. I'm just going to say it. If you don't like it, you can throw it right back. I want to be on you. Room 117, Holly Cross. Your hair's beautiful. My hair's really messy. If you meet me in my room, your hair's going to look like mine. Uh. Wow. <laughs> so, well, yeah, no, that guy wins whack escape. <laughs> what? What's going on, man? That's, oh, that's amazing. How's your game, bro? Because... No. That, because, because I wasn't I'm, there I'm for most of it. Yeah. How's your game, bro? Because I'm pretty sure you don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad somebody almost violently assaulted you and not in a way that you'd enjoy. <laughs> Room 117. Room 117, Holy Cross. <laughs> that's so... That's... Oh... Everything about that's so incredible. It's 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 there's a craft to it that you have to that you have to uh not not admire, but yeah, it's like sort of like watching some like it's sort of watching a nature program and watching like a lion kill like a baby gazelle. It's like a terrible thing, but you're just so overawed by there's the a le- there's a level of majesty to it. it. Yeah, the majesty of this of a terrible situation. <laughs> It's it's amazing. It really is. It really is. So, so, wow. that's so that's... crazy guy. That's beautiful. So yeah, that's your experiences um, and anime convention. Yeah. that's awesome. But I just want to I say mean, he dedicated that... essentially the first half of the show yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> In general, everybody was was very sweet and nice. But but those two people, guy in the masquerade queue who you ended up dressed as Bane, <laughs> you're a dick. Learn to be a person. <laughs> Learn to be a person. Drunk guy in in the bar who thought he was in the club. No, no. Yeah. You need to uh, you need to maybe uh, maybe maybe going a little gentler next time. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next time ask if they want a drink first. Yeah, just open with that. Open with that, maybe. So, 
you're listening to Aaron of Mercy. Um, we, we've, re, we've, you know, we've just experienced the anime convention half hour. Or yeah. More. I don't know how long that lasted. It lasted. Uh, it lasted long enough, I believe, to convey to convey what I needed to convey. Just so I think we do need to address this, we are sort of suffering from some technical problems this evening. Um, I'm usually we do this show, Simon in Nottingham, uh, me in Manchester. I'm not in Manchester this week. I am I am down in Swansea in my uh, my family home. I'm having a wilderness sabbatical. It's beautiful. You're it's, um, you're working on some new material, and you've decided I, to to take it back to the roots. Almost exactly what you just said as a joke is actually true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was yes, kind of so. half a joke, kind of half real. Yeah. So yeah, no, I've been having a nice time going for walks in the countryside, and swimming in the sea. It's been beautiful. It, sounds, it does sound lovely, actually. I'm <laughs> kind of jealous. So yeah, but because of that, like we've got sort of different. So I've got slightly different equipment and like internet connections than usual. So I, um, I Simon's going to have a hell of a job editing and producing the show this week. Like, well, it's it's fine because this week. I'm not having to feverishly make any ridiculous props for anybody, which is yeah. Nice. So you've got a bit of free time for yeah. once. I mean, I'm I'm in the pro- I'm in the process of moving house. I'm moving out this weekend, but that's not a huge amount of work. So yeah, it's cool. I'll be and, happy uh, to put an and, extra and, you know, time in. If 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 there's any other production work, of course, I'm still unemployed. So <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because of that, I, I spent a lot of time over the last uh, fortnight um, since we recorded our last show um, watching the Olympics, which I enjoyed greatly. I, there's a lot of stuff about the Olympics I'm not cool with, but I am a big sports fan. Yeah. I do like I do in, watch and enjoy pretty much any kind of sport going. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, I mean, essentially, the Olympics are a really good thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody was enjoying it because I watched a bit with my family. <clears throat> Not really been following it myself. Yeah, you're you're probably not as big as a sports fan, are you? No, well, would you, you say? Know, yeah. It would yeah. appear um, that instead of pumping iron, I queue up to do gay costume parades, and then guys are like, "What are you making? You probably should stop because you have tiny, weedy, girly arms." But you know, yeah, metaphorically, because we um, both have tiny, weedy, girly yeah, arms. Yeah, well, kind of, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, that, by the way, is dot underscore communism. To plug myself there a bit, you, yeah, you probably would have experienced me essentially live tweeting most of the Olympics from my yeah. living room um, while keeping up the pretense that I was doing some writing. You are, in <laughs> fact, you are the definition of an armchair pundit. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Everyone's had enough of the sports Olympics. That was talked to death by yeah. people. What I think we could talk about, because it only happened on Sunday, which yeah. you know, just two days ago. Um, did you watch the closing ceremony of the Olympics, Simon? No, but I have read a synopsis of it, and it sounds like probably the lamest thing ever. It, it was quite. It was quite lame. I mean, I think one of my friends said it made Eurovision seem sort of tasteful. It was very. There was a lot of stuff that was like some stuff was all right. The Who were good at the end. I do, you know, the Who were all right. The problem like, with the Who though is the Who is now Robert Daltrey, Pete Townsend, and whoever else they fancy getting yeah. involved. That's fine with me. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay, fair enough. The biggest problem with the whole thing was probably Jesse J. <laughs> yes. Well. 
<laughs> I believe that a number of times we have made our opinion known about Jesse James. Yeah, no one could say we were not ahead of the curve on disliking Jesse J. (laughs) (laughs) That has been a consistent view. There was part of the proceedings, I I think this came after Russell Brand came in on a sort of camper van singing a song from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is all right, actually. That's kind of, well, that's that's, already, like... I stopped they, watching the Russell... opening ceremony because it was freaking nightmare fuel. I mean, it that was. sounds like, like it's he... also nightmare fuel. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much was. Like, I mean, Russell Brand playing Willy Wonka was kind of weird and off. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the this kind of camper van exploded into a giant octopus um, with f- Fat Boy Slim in it. Um, it's like, like seriously, this, is, this sounds like the definition of a bad trip. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of was like I said, I mean, I, I you know, I was talking to someone at the time and it, they were saying, like, is this actually happening? Yeah. Yeah. And my my answer, which I stick by, is like, no, this is where we wake up from the sort of the trip we've been on for the last two weeks. And we suddenly realise that Britain is still terrible. We realise that Britain is actually third to last in the medals table, not in fact <laughs> third yeah, and and actually, the economy's crap, and you know. Every... Well, no, we already we already thought that. Yeah, but no, we kind of like we've been living in a euphoric situation where we've been good at sports, and that's kind of like distracted us from the fact that everything's actually terrible. And you know, it's been sunny as well, and it's just been like, oh, it's actually nice. And yeah. Then, oh wait, no, we live in Bryn. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, actually, no, and, and literally, it was actually happening. And then, yeah, sort of five seconds after I said that. Um, I think Tiny Temper, not to be confused with Temper T, Tayo Cruz and Jesse J appeared out of Rolls Royces and began singing um, some Bee Gees songs. What? But, yeah. but Tayo Cruz, is he English? I think he is, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I guess he's been so Americanized. I'm just kind of assuming that he's, he's American, but I guess I yeah. must be wrong. Nothing you are. And that was awful. Like, so... I cannot stress how awful it was. But then that ended, and everyone else was doing, like, a song or a couple of songs. And we were like, right, that's good. We've got rid of Jesse J. We've got past that point. Like, we've gone through it. it, Yeah, the nation has banded together and survived Jesse J. We will fight her on the beaches. (laughs) We will fight her in the Olympic Stadium. We will. Uh, um, and we did. We got through that. And then some other whack shit happened. Like, there was a bit where there was, like, a Kate Bush song. We're like, oh, is Kate Bush going to appear? And then she didn't. Um, See, and then, and then I they also did, like, heard that Iron Maiden wasn't there, and it was supposed to be a celebration of British music through the ages. Yeah, well, they did another bit where they had, like, the face, like, David Bowie, like, pitched to David Bowie and, like, some of his songs... And you're like, yeah. oh man, amazing! And then like, all, like fashion came on, and all these lorries came out with models in them, and then the sides came off this, off these like the, the pictures of models, and then the sides came off, and the models were standing inside. And you, I was like, one of these trucks is going to have David Bowie in, yeah, and it didn't. What? <laughs> he, he wasn't there. <laughs> 
but he's but he could have done like he wouldn't even have to do the, the it was, Stardust era Bowie. It could have been it could have been when he was went through that phase where he wore loads of crazy fashionable suits. They could have done ed- everything and it would have been great. And like the fact they were like showing him through all of his different stages, his eras, and you're like, yeah. oh, he's de- he's going to turn up now. I mean, it's like, oh no, he's not. It's like they just—it was the worst kind of cock tease in the world. And then they had um, there been talk. There were rumors about there being a hologram of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, there wasn't a hologram. There was like sort of some sort of projection thing of him, which was kind of cool because they did him doing like the bit. I think it was from Live Aid. You know, he does the like the little sort of ba be ba ba and kind yeah, of get yeah. there, and everyone was joining that's in. From, that's from uh, Live at Wembley in '86. I think. Live at Wembley. I couldn't remember. It was, it was like, Live Aid. I think that was like the second to that. No, that was the last gig he did before he died. Well, there you go. They had that, yeah. and everyone in the stadium, all the athletes and everyone watching, was joining in. That was kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. And then Brian May came out and sort of kind of twiddling around his guitar. Yeah. And it's like, and then they started off, I think it was We Will Rock You. And who came out to sing that? But no. Jesse J. <laughs> Fucking, oh, stop putting Jesse J in things. <laughs> I mean, you are lucky you weren't there. Anyone, you know, list watching it, everyone who didn't see it was so lucky because it was quite honestly one of the worst things that has ever happened. It's it's like Jesse J. Why? You know how a, a, like a like a week or so it was the anniversary of the Hiroshima bombings on well, a level. Okay. No, on a no, level. No, <laughs> careful, careful. I don't think that we can compare it to that. I think that at least the people there didn't have to survive to think about it afterwards. <laughs> we have Jesse J singing. If only, Queen if only we could on find a way forever. to make looking at Jesse J burn your eyes out, so you don't have to think about that image ever but again. We, we we all survived it, and if anything, that might be worse. <laughs> um. Also related to the opening ceremony of the Olympics. Co- yeah. Um. Ed Sheeran was there. And Ed Sheeran played Pink Floyd, and that was awful. Yes, well... That was really dreadful. One of the issues... So Ed Sheeran's in freaking everything at the moment. Like, he is a busy man, and... Yeah. I I don't really... I don't really have a problem with Ed Sheeran. You, you don't have say. a... I mean, I, I have a problem with him, which I, I think he's not good at music. Yeah, I, I think Ed Sheeran is really odd as a, as a musical entity. I mean, I own... <laughs> I own his album I have. I think it's called Plus or Plus Positive, which is a weird album because he's trying to be Damien Rice. It's an, it's an interesting choice of people you want to be straight but, off the bat. But like I quite like Damien Rice. He's got the kind of he's got the kind of like eternally bereft and sad bohemian guy thing going on, which I quite enjoy. Um okay. him and David Ford, um, I think. You- Kind of want to move on quickly through this. <laughs> okay. I think that him and David Ford drink from the same well, and I quite like both of them. Right. Um, Ed Sheeran appears to be doing trying to do a similar thing, but it would appear that his agent won't let him. Yeah. Because... Because his agent wants him to be a pop star. Yeah, exactly. He's like a he. He wants to be a Damien Rice, but he, somebody he wants, else he, wants him he, to be he, a pop star. He wants to be an acoustic singer-songwriter. Yeah. And he, yeah, and, but they want him to be a pop star, and they're like, no, which, given how he looks, is an odd choice because he's yeah. never going to make it as a pop star. He's always going to have to be someone doing something a bit quirky. And yeah. I have a theory. I have a theory about Ed Sheeran, and 
about why he's trapped in this weird, weird, bizarro realm where he's between life and death and pop star and musical kind of musical credibility. Mm. Um, the first time I had any contact with, with him, not like I've met him, but like the first time I was exposed to his music, I was listening to, to BBC One Extra, which I like to do occasionally. I'm not sure why, but there are times I'm like, I'm really in the mood for a bit of BBC One Extra. And it's an odd thing to be in a mood for, but yeah, yeah. generally, gen, like generally, it's just because I want to listen to Westwood because he's funny. I, yeah, okay, that's something I can back. I, yeah. yeah, okay, I, yeah, actually, I'd, I'd be up for listening to Westwood. So, so Westwood introduces Ed Sheeran, and he's like, he's he's come up from like, and yeah, so, that's 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 a sentence that I I I, I just want to savor. So yeah, Tim Westwood. Yeah, introduces Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so so they're like, oh, he's come up from the streets of London and and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is the first time I've heard of him, anyway. And then they play "You Need Me, I Don't Need You," which is a song I really like. And that that kind of name checks Damien Rice. And I'm like, did he just did he just say that he wants to be like Damien Rice? And he's been introduced as somebody who's coming up from the mean streets of London by Tim Westwood. This is really confusing. Like, yeah. what's going on? So I go to YouTube to check out the video for the song to see if that will shed more light on it. And the video for You Need Me is is a black guy signing directly to camera without saying anything, combined with people doing street dance in slow motion, like a dance crew. Yeah. So, and it only features Ed Sheeran right at the end when he kind of walks out of, like, a shadow and you just about see him for a split second. Yeah. So essentially, it would appear that through a clerical error and a lack of research, Tim Westwood and One Extra for at least a week thought that Ed Sheeran was a black grime artist. <laughs> because they'd only because, seen the video. Because they'd only seen the video, and that features quite predominantly a, a young black guy who yeah. looks like he's from kiddlehood signing quite dramatically to camera in a very empathetic way. And it's a very powerful video. I'd recommend you watch it if you haven't seen it yet. So obviously BBC One Extra now are like, well, we've now essentially cast a white ginger dude as the next up and coming grime artist. And people are gonna hear his people are gonna hear his album filled with songs about stillbirth and and weirdly weirdly kind of self centered love songs and they're gonna call us on it. But what are we gonna do? We can't take that back. So we kind of have to just plow on with assuming that he's a pop star. Yeah. And now it appears that that's just happened. So Ed Sheeran, due to clerical error and lack of research, is now a pop star. <laughs> I like that. That's a good theory. I can definitely get, but that seemed that seemed worryingly likely. Yeah. So so now he's so now he's like doing um, all along the Watchtower with Devlin, who's a, who's an actual who's an actual kind of. I mean, I don't know a lot about Devlin, but I thought he was like Irish or so. I think oh, wh- whatever. Like, it's possible he's he's come up from the mean streets know. of somewhere, hasn't he? He, like, yeah, he definitely that's came his from the mean stick. streets of somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I've got. I respect where I've come from, but I'm moving onwards, and I have to grow, outgrow my roots, so that I can learn about being a man properly. That's a that's a that's a general kind of theme that runs through a lot of popular music at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, it's- because you know we're living in a time where optimism is a good thing 
because we need it at the moment. So yeah. it's, it stands to I, I, reason yeah. that that kind of music is becoming more popular. Yeah, um, I guess so. Yeah, people but, coming out from the uh, the gutters. So now, so now Ed Sheeran is is stuck in this loop where he's so so maybe every now and again people are like, "Hey, Ed, we know you want to do this this kind of sensitive singer songwriter thing, so we've booked you a gig with Pink Floyd." Oh, great. So I'll actually... So people will see that I'm doing a song with Pink Floyd and they'll be like, oh, Ed Sheeran... didn't do a song with Pink Floyd. He just covered Pink Floyd. But with a member of Pink Floyd, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, who was it? Yeah, and it was like... It was really odd because I think Eric Clapton was there as well. That's really weird. It was a really odd thing. Somebody who doesn't understand how music from that era of time works. I'm assuming they all just did it all together. Was it was it just yes, Pink Floyd, Emerson, Lake and Palmer? They're basically the same music, weren't they? They're basically the same yeah. band, probably. Probably yeah, the same just band. Combined of, yeah, it's just yeah, 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 just yeah, get them all together. Um, okay. and we'll need and a modern twist. Um show we're down with the kids. Let's get Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He's a pop hey, star. You know that up and coming that up and coming grime artist, Ed Sheeran, we'll get him in. <laughs> and and as a result, Ed Sheeran's kind of young pop star fans which I, yeah. I'm assuming he kind of has to accept that he has because it pays the bills, but he wishes he didn't have, have yeah. assumed that Wish You Were Here is his new single. Yeah. That's the thing that's actually happening now, G. I've not made that up. <laughs> Twitter is alive with confused teenage girls who think they're a bit urban, who are insisting that this is his new, uh, new song and Pink Floyd that- should stop biting his style. Yeah. Yeah, there are people commenting on Pink Floyd videos asking why these guys are ripping off Ed Sheeran. Yes, I know that is a thing that's happening. Yep. So let's so let's recap. We have a young man who wants to be a sensitive singer-songwriter who, due to clerical error and bad research, has become a pop star slash grime artist who has now covered a Pink Floyd song with Pink Floyd, but his fans are assuming, because they have made a number of clerical errors and research errors, that it is his new single, and aggressively attacking the original creators of the song, saying that they're ripping it off. Welcome to the 21st century. Jesse J is our new god. Yeah. We're going to erect a ma- erect a <laughs> massive golden statue to her at the next Olympics. Yeah. And then me and G are going to blow ourselves up in it. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. What the fuck? What a tangled <laughs> web we weave. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It oh, really to, is. Do you want to forget about... Let's forget about humans for yeah, a bit. Simon. Please, let's please, up. please allow me to do that. Let, let's move to the world of the animals, where it turns out um, that sleep-deprived birds get more chicks. I mean, have more chicks. They get more chicks. So well, they, they both, they both have, they both have more chicks in the sense they have more babies. Yeah, but they also get more chicks because birds apparently dig sleepy birds. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, darling, feeling a bit sleepy. Fancy coming back to the nest? It's like, oh, I just like. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to kind of go out somewhere? Oh, I don't know. I'm a bit. I'm a bit tired, really. It's just a, let's stay at the nest and cuddle up. I think that's what's happening there. Yeah. So yeah, they've they've done a study of different. The <laughs> I love this because you know, like, I mean, I I just love that scientists, the research groups, scientists form. So the direct, so this is from the director of the Avian Sleep Group. Yeah, well, thanks. There's a research group thanks, dedicated guys. to sleeping birds. Yep. Eighty percent 
prevalence of Toxoplasma gondii in the population of the world and we're sinking funding into you for you know researching the sleep of birds great thanks a lot it's it, it's really funny because I thought like lots of little things. It's like um, they they've discovered that basically sleeping birds have more babies, and they said this is at odds with the assumption that sleep loss retards the ability to perform complex tasks. Well, how complex a task is it really? What being a bird? Well, uh, no, I mean like being a bird and um, having bird sex. Ha- having bird sex, because yeah. I mean you know if if fourteen year old humans can apparently do it, yep. then yeah. You know, how also, also, morning sex is totally a thing. Yeah, no and I'm assuming not. both parties are quite sleepy during at least the beginning of that act. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd say as a rule, they are. Yeah, so so <laughs> um, that's probably yeah. not. And, and, and I think some might argue that that's quite an enjoyable experience. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. You know, you keep know, on so... keep on sidestepping the subject because your mum yeah. listens. Carry on, that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm getting at there. On with the scientific on, study, then. On with the scientific study. But I, I, it's just basically awesome. It's basically they just strapped a bunch of, like, me- monitors to some birds and just watched them have sex. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I mean, I guess we do need to study nature, but... Just, just let them get on with it. Yeah, let, let them sleep and, and have sex like on their own time. Do this we need is, to watch yeah. them? one of the issues. One of the issues I have with some scientific studies is like we have to have these facts. Well, why? Because if we know the exact dimensions and frequency with which birds have sex, then we'll be able to. We'll be able to what? Like I don't know. <laughs> control. What? I can't what? think of. Maybe, yeah, maybe mean, if you're a bird pimp, because before you control the bitch's body, you got to control the bitch's mind. So maybe for bird pimps, that maybe, study will be interesting. Maybe this will be interesting for people who pimp out birds. <laughs> by not pimp, in an East I mean End flying way. animals. Yeah, by that we mean the avians, not yeah. the slang phrase for women. Some of these times they study animals and it's like, by studying the sleep patterns of mice, we can learn something about the sleep patterns of humans. They haven't told me anything about people here. Yeah, wrong. You're wrong. You could, yeah. like By studying the sleep patterns of mice, we can learn nothing about the sleep patterns of humans. We can piss off a lot of mice. We can, yeah, we can, we can annoy some mice and some birds. We can keep them up, like give them a bunch of caffeine and then yeah. watch them do it. Yeah. This study aims to annoy the shit out of birds by forcing them to have sex at very specific times. All all we've actually learned about people here is that some people are really fucked up and just leave leave animals alone. Yeah. Some animals who've had enough of this, actually, just people watching them. An awesome story coming from uh, Berlin today. Oh, no, it's it's, it's not from Berlin, sorry. It's from Frankfurt, also in Germany. A kangaroo is on the run in Germany after breaking out of a wildlife park with a fox and a wild boar as his suspected accomplices. This is like a like a 2012 version of Homeward Bound. Pretty much. Essentially what happened is the fo- the kangaroos were in like an enclosure and the fox like dug a hole under the enclosure and then like a wild boar using the hole was able to sort of break down the fence so the kangaroo could escape. Yeah, yeah, I love so it. So basically a group of three unrelated animals 
have hatched an awesome prison escape. Okay, I want I want Universal. I want awesome. Universal to option this story, and I want them to do it now. It's so much. I... I'm seeing. So here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing. I'm seeing Clive Owen as the fox. I'm seeing Hugh Jackman as the kangaroo, and I'm seeing Queen Latifah as the boar. Oh, perfect, man. Let's write this. I'm, now I don't have a job. I'm going to write this screenplay. And the fox is the fox is kind of dangerous because he's a hunter, and Clive Owen could probably pull that off. And the kangaroo's all kind of skippy and and kind of Australian. And the yeah. the boar is just you know, it's Queen, Queen Latifah. Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we could change out the fox. I think I think it's definitely got to be a British actor. The fox. You reckon? I, yeah, I agree. I think that. I think I'm thinking perhaps Jason Statham could play the Jason fox. Statham. I'm thinking maybe he could be really posh and affected. You can get like yeah. Colin Firth to play him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that could work. I think that could work. You'd have to go I mean, for like pay, yeah. Some... It depends whether it's a city fox or a country fox. Yeah, I An mean, urban not... fox would be Statham. That's for sure. Exactly. I mean, I I think it might be a safari park though, so it's probably okay. a country fox. Yeah. Hawk Wildschutz Park. Is that what it's okay. called? Can any? I, I I know. I think we do have a listener who is in the vicinity of Frankfurt. Could you please get in touch with the show and tell me if the Hawk Wildschutz Park Hunsrook is a safari park or a zoo? Because that's very that's very important to our casting choices. Also, if you've seen a boar, a kangaroo, and a fox on the uh, on the run please do whatever you can to aid them yeah please i uh, yeah I, that's a lesson that, that's a message to all our german listeners help you know do everything you can to ha- keep these keep you know keep the authorities away from this yep. band of brothers yep yeah i think that oh man and you could have like the 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 evil safari park runner could be like a like a a, a stereotypical german kind could, of ss be, guy it could be it could be what's his name um the guy from um oh guy fucking from inglorious from, from bastards. bastards yes yeah. oh what's the guy's name I'm, i don't I'm, know yeah him hang on i'm gonna look it up i'm, I'm looking this up right look okay up. what's this, the guy's name christopher christoph waltz yeah it could be christoph, christoph waltz. waltz is the zookeeper who's yeah. trying to <laughs> we have just this is the best film <laughs> And he could do like he could ape his speech about how he can think like a Jew. Totally. Um, and he could be like, if I was to compare the nature of the Germans, it would be the predatory nature and the nobility of a hawk. <laughs> the secret is I can think like a boar. <sighs> it would be best. amazing. I'm 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 right, I'm now dedicating my time to writing this screenplay. <laughs> I I'm writing this screenplay and then and then I'm getting I mean I'm I'm gonna track I'm gonna find some people some interested producers and we're gonna make this happen. And at the end of the story, the plucky trio can be rescued by Brad Pitt. Yes, playing a playing a retired U.S. Army general <laughs> called Aldo Rain. No, but you see the thing is like the cat. The kangaroo's got to get back to Australia. Yeah. At the end, the end could be kind of like, like the end of Casablanca. Yeah. And like, so the kangaroo's got to get on the plane. Yeah. 
to go to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but the fox has to stay behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um and, and they'll have met um, they'll have met some kind of a French animal on the way. Oh, like, it's it, got to be like a, a French, like a Persian cat, like a really kind of prim Persian cat, voiced by um, by Audrey Tatou. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Who's kind of skittish because yes. she's a cat, but still very kind of posh and prim. Why aren't we watching this film? Why aren't we watching this film right now? See, like, it's on the internet now, so it's already gone. We've given yeah, that well, away for free. You're well, welcome. You're welcome, Fox. No, no, no. We haven't given that away for free. Um, I am copywriting this idea. This is definitely copyrighted. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm going to write this screenplay. Yeah, and I'm going to make sure it's copyrighted so that yeah. we have, we so have that we have, we have it. rights. Yeah, we will be, we really? will be releasing that soon under uh, Errand of Mercy Pictures. It will be amazing. It will be amazing. I look forward to that. Yeah, coming coming to a cinema near you. So, so what would say, it be called? I'm, I call it? I'm not good with titles. That that's why this show's called Errand of Mercy. Remember? Oh yeah, of course. Because we spent <laughs> we spent all of about five hours trying to work out a title. Yeah, exactly. We, we'll we'll come up with a title. It'll be fine. Titles yeah. come later. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we've got the concept we'll, we'll, down. We'll get a working title. Um, yeah. You know, through the creative process. Yeah. Something will emerge. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's very exciting. I think it's an exciting. It's an exciting new venture for us. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the world in nature. This yes, week. that's that's great. You see, like that's it. Like we were brought down by looking at humans, and once yeah. again, we've looked at the world of nature yeah. and been lifted. Yeah, lifted above, lifted above, from being removed from sadness. Yeah, about yeah. humans. Yeah, but by, by the animal kingdom to being returned to sadness about humans by the animal kingdom. So last okay. week, okay, what have we done to nature now? So I don't really watch TV in general, just because I usually find other things to do with my time. But my girlfriend has a has a Sky subscription largely because she's a big fan of wrestling, so she uses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I like to date interesting women. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's interesting. It's it's unusual. Yeah, um, it's, that's that's a fact I didn't know. Come on, it's a bunch of massive sweaty men grappling in pants. I can yeah. understand why a, a, a young lady would yeah, enjoy I, that. Like, yeah, okay, I can, yeah, I can understand why women could enjoy and that. It's likewise. Why, why, why watching the Olympics? I was very interested in watching Je- Jessica Ennis and um, Renomi Cromwell-Yoyo. <laughs> Yes, yes. Renomi Cromoyoyo, both my favourite name, and I think my hottest Olympian. Oh, that's say. that's a that's a big statement. I think we'll leave that up to the community. If you um, if you feel that G may be incorrect, maybe post on our Facebook page. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd like to hear what other people think. Are they uh, think is the is the most attractive Olympian? Um, our Facebook page is of course uh, www.facebook.com. Yes, um, and also, as always, I would encourage our, li- our listeners to share things on the page, yeah, um, and tell a friend. Yes, of um, course. And, we, and you can now obviously link them to iTunes as well because yep. I finally got that sorted out. Although the television does hold sexy wrestlers and sexy Olympians, oh. it holds some horrific things as well that I've up until recently not been privy to. So I was, I was at my girlfriend's. Uh, uh, we were working on some last-minute prop things before we went to this convention. And, um, you know, just chilling out together. Had the TV on in the background. Right. There's a show, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, mm. called America's Next Top Model. 
I, I am aware of that show, yes. Have you watched it before? Um, I do not believe I have. That's probably... Yeah, because I realised there were probably better things to do with everyone's time. <laughs> it's weird because it's the only TV show that I would describe as lawful evil <laughs> that I've ever seen. Right, yeah. Like, most of these, most TV shows like this are like, wow, the modeling industry is pretty crazy. Like, these people are pretty messed up. Let's let's have a chat to them and see why they're like, like, like that and what's made them get like that and mm. how they live in this weird super world. Yeah, some strange... I mean, it's a really odd bubble, I think, that models yeah. live in. Yeah, and a lot of shows that feature models are usually quite journalistic in nature. Yeah. This is, in fact, actively in recruiting delusional young American girls into the modelling e industry. Which is, yeah, it's, it's an evil thing to do. In, in a similar way to, you know, a pusher or a drug pimp would do. Yeah, no, I think so. I think there's a lot of crossover between the two groups. <laughs> to begin with, I think that the first thing that shocked me is there's a lot of Texans. A lot of it's Texan women. Is modelling a big thing in Texas? I don't know. I guess maybe it's part of the whole thing, like guns and guns and girls and Christianity. That's the that's like yeah, that's the slogan, isn't it, of Texas? That's yeah, their, that's well, on their their sign as you drive. Yeah, into Texas. yeah, they've they've got to yeah, it's guns, girls, and Christianity and football. <laughs> a proud, a proud state. Yeah, a proud, a proud people, upstanding yeah. in their craziness. I think that. The the point the point that the entire show's horrificness was summed up to me. Like so, people watching this, they've been watching it for a long time. So I wouldn't say it's a it's like a a sign of the times. Kind of oh, like society's all fucked up now. Like this is a this thing's been going on for a long time. Modeling's been fucked up since since modeling's been modeling. Yeah, I think that everybody can agree on that. Um, I think that the thing about this is how nonchalantly and kind of organized. This whole kind of because it's done like a talent show, like X Factor, but with less yeah. girls, obviously. Um, and they did a photo shoot where they had to kiss a cockroach, so they had like a massive, Madag yeah, a massive Madagascan hissing cockroach. So not like a cockroach, cockroach. The fuck. You know, you've been to, um, you've probably been to zoos. You know those cockroaches. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen a massive giant hot cockroach. Yeah, I've lived in exotic places with crazy yeah. ass insects. Exactly. Yeah. So the, what? How so, does that prove they're good at modelling? So the I so like no, I'll get to that. G, you'll you understand, and and you'll wish you didn't ask. So right. that they're wearing these cockroaches as bro brooches in the photo shoot. So the cockroaches are all like kind of jeweled and bedazzled. They've got sequins glued all over them and stuff. And then they have to do a catwalk with the cockroach wands a brooch. And then they get to the end of the the, the the catwalk. They pull the cockroach off of their their jacket or whatever it is they're wearing. They kiss it. They put it back on. Turn around. Walk down the aisle. Like One a girl live cockroach. What's that? It's like a lot. It's not like a model of a cockroach. It's like a live. No, a live cockroach. Wriggling about. Yeah, it's moving about on them. They're they're kind of chilled out cockroaches. I'm assuming they're quite professional cockroaches. Like yeah. they're all a bit jaded about the modeling industry. Yeah, um, they they they've been around. They kind of know the game. Yeah. yeah, cockroaches, lines of coke yeah. off the off the back yeah. of slutty locusts in the back room before they go out on before stage. they go out on yeah. stage. 
Get the um, bars on. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that the girls react to the cockroaches are kind of varied. So a bunch of them freak out because you know they're cockroaches. They don't that's want them anywhere near them. Yeah, that's natural. A couple of them overly freak out, which you know it's only an insect, but I, I wouldn't want to wear it. But there's no you, need to like the, the they lose like, yeah. your shit in the way that you're doing. I would I would assume you might be acting to the cameras a little bit. Like like some of them are just like ah what the hell, yeah. and then others of them are like in tears. I'm yeah. Guessing. And then yeah. some of them are just like kind of like yeah cool no whatever put the cockroach on me do it like so you're ready to be a model because you're you already appear to be dead inside yeah the, yeah because they they have no emotional response to anything no. now so already perfect they're, yeah. they're, their body is prepared so, okay yeah now now I kind of get the idea of a challenge <laughs> the way that, that it's explained I, I believe her name is Tyra she's a yeah, she's a a Tyra popular Banks. model Tyra Banks. Yeah. Um, she's like the Simon Cowell of the the activity, if you will. Yeah. Nobody understands why they're being made to do it. They get them to do it, and then they bring them all into a room. They 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 put them in a room. And they're like, you're probably wondering why we made you wear the cockroaches, and everybody's like, yeah, like it's fucked up. We don't like yeah. it. She's like, well, I wanted to prove to you that sometimes photographers and event organisers will make you do things that you're not comfortable or happy with. Oh. She's she's saying they might make you suck their penis. Yes, right. Yeah, kiss the cockroach like, because you're gonna have to suck cock the cocks. Roach. Yeah, because you're gonna have to. Oh, that's all. That's essentially what she's saying. Yeah, that's that's like very a jaded madame of some horrific brothel on the television. On the television, like yeah. a TV, like a TV brothel. Yeah, that. Yeah, no. I see. I don't watch much TV either, and that's exactly why. Mainstream cause... programming, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's one of the most popular shows in like America, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's fairly popular here as well. Yeah, the English yeah. one's fairly popular as well. Yeah, no, that's the world we live in. But yeah, welcome to. So we we're essentially living in an episode of Black Mirror. That's what it yeah. is. Charlie yeah. Brooker the, was right. The, basically, what we're saying is that humans are terrible, and everything they do is awful. Well, not necessarily everything, but the majority of the animals, and work together to break ourselves out of this prison. Yeah, maybe befriend a fox and a boar. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe befriend some some friends from you know outside your normal groups. You know, maybe if you're a kangaroo, not just fellow kangaroos, because there's only so much kangaroos can do. Yeah, but if you if you if you're friends with a fox and a boar, you can do anything. That's an important message for our film. That's so, that, yes, yeah, and for this show, for, it's Let's, a racial a message of social and racial tolerance. Yeah, all types of people, apart from Jesse J and and Tyra Banks and Tyra Banks and the weirdly sort of socially broken people at um, the anime convention. All other types of people, <laughs> we need to band together to break yep. out of this prison they've put us in. Yeah. So let's group together as listeners, as friends, as people who are joined together in this errand of mercy. Let's share it with others. Let's tell everyone the message. And let's work together and we can break out of this prison. So that in four years' time, me and Simon don't have to kill ourselves at Rio 2016. Yeah, whilst whilst destroying the massive golden statue of Jesse J. That they will have erected. That they will have erected. In, in in replacement of Christ the Redeemer, because <laughs> that's where we're headed, people. 
If we don't change, that's the world we're headed into. A giant gold statue of Jesse J staring out over one of the greatest cities on earth. Wow. <laughs> this is, you, you know, this is, this is our, uh, this is our comedy podcast. This is our comedy podcast. Mercy. I think I Episode 11. Episode 11, yeah. So, you know, the, the big one won. Back, you know, so we'll be back again. I hope next week we should um, be back next week. I will, I will be in a new house with a with a sexy new internet connection. And nice. I, I should be back in Manchester for a bit. You know, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, I'm sure. Uh, this show we've made today that will have been the one that changed. The others didn't have as big an effect as I thought they might have on changing the world. But this is the one, Simon. This is the one. I think in a week's time, we, we, the world's going to look back and say, "We were here." That was the, we were that. there. That was the that was the, the 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 night when those two those two young guys on the internet, internet. <laughs> they said a thing, got angry and changed the world. They got angry and changed the world because because all the other people who got angry on the internet, they they didn't quite have an impact. But for some the, reason, these, these guys. guys had something else. Do you know why? Because you know we're. We're just because we're full of of love and respect for each other and for our listeners and for everyone else, apart from Jesse J and Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. But yeah, so yeah, please listen again next week and uh, and thank you for your time. Yes, thank you. Good night. Good night.
the sun.